0: Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn your passion into profession. I'm Rita Joanne, and today my guest is real special, okay? You've probably seen Shark Tank. You've probably seen the Australian version, and if you've seen the Australian version, you've definitely seen the American version because it was on before the Australian version came about. But my guest today has been on Shark Tank and was refused an investment, but still defied that and created a very successful business from her idea. Her name is Laurie Cheek. She's an architect turned founder and entrepreneur of Cheeked. She spent two years removing business out of business card, the business out of the business card, and she created a mobile dating app that makes missed connections obsolete. We're going to find out more. Laurie, welcome to Unbox Your Gift. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, this is very exciting, I have to say. So you've developed this app called Cheek. What is this app specifically?
1: Well, you know, there are probably over 5,000 dating apps in America alone. And ours has a unique twist that allows users with the app to have a potential opportunity to start a conversation in person before they go on to this nonsensical virtual conversation that usually leads to nothing. I mean, I'm on all the dating apps just to see how likely it is that you actually end up on a date, and it is extremely rare, because, you know, everybody's so comfortable flipping through profiles, but Mm -hmm. our app works via Bluetooth, so it connects you with people that might be in the gym with you right now immediately, or on the sidewalk, or in a bar, so, you know, the love of my life could be sitting right behind me, not right now, but (laughs) outside somewhere, and I'd get a ping on my phone that,
0: Matt is nearby and he could be right in that room. So. So, so you put into this app what you're looking for in a particular person and then when you're out and about, it will kind of alert you to the fact that that profile that you have nominated is around somewhere. Yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's even hot for business, <laughs> like business partnership. We, we
1: did it. We started it. We oh. have that app for business. Wait, what's it's the app? Network.
0: Networks. Oh my god, I love that. That's brilliant. And so, for business, you put what you're looking for in partnerships, business partnerships, and as you're out and about, say networking, it just alerts you. Is that correct? Just eat, you could be at a bar or a gym or a coffee shop and find
1: the your potential hire or your future boss or your app developer, your marketer, anybody. So it's a little bit like LinkedIn, but in the real world.
0: Oh my! I'm so that's very exciting. It's called networks. <laughs> Network with a D. So we've got Chiefs for Dating and Networked for the Business Connection. I'm so checking that That's like, that's me. That's my calling. (laughs) That's calling. Yeah, awesome. So so tell me about why did you go to Shark Tank to get this? Because you were doing, you've got an idea. You knew it was going to do very well. Why did you need to go to Shark Tank?
1: So I'd had the idea for four years. I mean, I'd had the business for four years, three and a half before I decided to go into Shark Tank but i pretty much had hit a wall run out of money didn't have money to market didn't have money to keep building my website you know so i i just sort of went there for potential funding whatever happened i wasn't going to quit and i wasn't positive that i'd get a deal which i didn't but in the end i knew if i went on that show it's one of the most watched shows on primetime television in america there's 8 million viewers and those 8 million viewers were going to know what I was all about and my mission in life and I knew people in that audience
0: were going to get it if the sharks didn't and it they did oh I like that so how does and this is what I was talking about when I was looking at what you reading about you what really surprises me Laurie is you went and sought the advice of five pretty influential entrepreneurs in America uh, worth collectively billions and that's <laughs> And they said to you, look, they rolled their eyes at you. They said, I'm out. Mark Cuban, I think Kevin Leary, went out straight away. What gave you the audacity to think, no, you're wrong. Watch me do it. Okay. So I knew I had the passion to make
1: something out of this, even if five billionaires told me to stop what I was doing. And even when I got escorted off the stage and they'd all gone out, I was like, They don't get this idea because, A, they're millionaires or billionaires. You know, they're all married. They're all older. They haven't lived in this time where everybody's on their phone looking down. So they have no idea what it is to live in a city like New York and how hard it is to meet people. So I still knew there was something there, and I knew that they didn't get it on a personal level. They just have no idea. I mean, billionaires just don't walk around the street trying to meet somebody. You know, they... True. It just doesn't work that way. So, um, you know, they're, they're, way, they're way out of the age range of the people that I'm targeting. So um, the other thing is that show is reality television. So mm-hmm. I'm not even 100% sure that half the time they really think what they're saying on this TV show. You know, when one of them goes down a hill, they may be scripting that whole thing to make it dramatic for television. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, the next the day after my show aired, I had an inbox filled with 3,000 emails, 2,000 of them were like, this idea is genius, I wish I knew about this before I met my wife, I need this, how can I get my hands on your product, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, thousands of people tell me whatever I do, do not give up, and I was already not going to give up, but that was just, you know, 2,000 voices from all over the world telling me, don't stop, and that sort of fueled me to, to keep going.
0: Wow. that's I just just love that. Cause I was actually talking to my husband about this going, the fact that she defied them and then made it happen, like good on her. Like that's just, that's headline stuff. (laughs) That is amazing stuff. So you go on Shark Tank. There are people who are encouraging you saying this is a brilliant idea. So how are you still getting the funding? Because Shark Tank didn't give it to you.
1: I mean, I was going to figure it out no matter what, you know, I say, I mean, this sounds horrible, but I was going to do everything short of prostitution to keep this business going. (laughs) I mean, I have hustled my tail off, my cheeks, I've hustled my cheeks off. Um, Yeah, I've done everything from walking dogs, cleaning people's apartments, and I was going to keep doing that until I figured out a way to fund this thing. But, you know, right before I went out to film The Shark Tank, a guy that had been my web developer years before wanted to meet with me, and he apparently had come into some money through his own startups and he sat down with me one day and said, you know, I've been watching you hustle for the past four years and if anybody's going to make this happen, it's going to be you and I want to get involved. So wow. he, ended up, he ended up buying out my old business partners who were the wrong partners and he's my CTO and partner and angel investor to this day and he's put quite a bit of money into it and helped me reinvent the app into what it is today and he's my
0: partner on the business networking app as well beautiful okay so I want to talk about the app itself and because someone's listening and they think of an app idea I'd love to just understand how the process and what to keep in mind but before I do if we just go back a few steps how did you get the idea for cheat? how did you get the idea of going somewhere and then by Bluetooth your phone is buzzing at you that the person you're looking for is in your vicinity how did you get that idea
1: yeah, so you know, we started with these cards that I had came up with the idea ten years ago. I was out to dinner with a colleague when I was an architect.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry, completely. There was no sound there for a moment.
1: My phone was ringing. I think it went through my headphones.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: But anyway, I was out to dinner with a colleague 10 years ago. He flipped a business card to a woman and he'd written on the back of it, want to have dinner. So he sort of picked her up in a restaurant with this business card. And I couldn't stop thinking about flipping this note to strangers all over New York city. So I came up with this deck of cards called cheat. And that was what I went on the shark tank to pitch. And that's the idea that they all told me, This isn't going to work. But, you know, I did listen to their feedback. If they thought it wasn't going to work, I was going to come up with something similar that did work. So after the shark tank, my partner and I sat down. We met with a really awesome branding agency in New York and talked about how to reinvent my card idea into something where you can still meet in the real world, but via technology or something that people might actually want to use because those cards We're clearly not going to make it me a millionaire myself. So Mm -hmm. we listened to them. We took some money and invested in this app. And now I think it's we're we're like eco friendly now. We're not handing cards out, but you still have this opportunity to make real life connections, which I think is super valuable in the digital age right now.
0: Yeah, I'll say. So, what what what's involved with creating an app?
1: Well, I don't do any of the coding, and if I could turn back time, I feel like I would have studied how to develop websites and apps because it's been my major pain point through building this business. So we've outsourced a lot of the work from day one. My partner actually has, is pretty tech savvy, so he can do some coding, but he's got a team of people that help us when we need to upgrade or
0: edit or fix anything on the app. So we've got an in-house team now. Okay, and so in terms of Outlife, if someone's wanting to launch an app like you currently have, or two now, how does what's, what's the investment that someone's going to be needing to look at?
1: I mean, I think it varies on what your app is actually doing. You know, we sort of had a, a new technology that we had to integrate into our app. But some, some apps are super easy to develop. I mean, it could be, you could do, do a lot of apps yourself if they're simple enough. You know, there's platforms like, Wix and Squarespace, but for app development. um, I still don't think I'd feel comfortable doing that because I'm not that tech tech savvy or patient. But um, I mean, I think apps could cost anywhere from 10,000 to
0: well over half a million. All right, so they start at about $10,000. I would think, yes. Okay, so are are you able to share with us how much it's cost you? I don't know if I want to get into that. (laughs) Okay, that's a lot. okay, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of outlet that goes involved, but I, I guess also as you're building it, it might be 10,000 at the start, but then there are things that, oh, we could add this and we can add that, and we can add that app, um, facility, we can add that thing. And that kind of builds into the cost because as you're building it, you're getting new ideas. Would that be correct?
1: Yeah, and you know, it's not even just about building the app. Like you have to have a user experience designer to make sure that everything makes sense for the person who's punching the button. So, you know, we do a lot of testing where we watch people with our app and they're like, what do I do here? So there's that. And then you've got to have like the skin on the development. So you've got to have the beauty on the front, which is also a different designer. I mean, as just think there's lots of layers of app development. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, it costs three times more than you'd ever imagine, I think, take three times longer or even longer than that. Um, It's really frustrating. And every time like the Apple Store has an update for the iPhone, for example, sometimes our app doesn't initially evolve into that update. So we've got to change things on our end there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a constantly changing game that you really have to stay on top of and every 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 design change costs money too so it's
0: yeah yeah it's a, it's a hefty investment <laughs> and so are you enjoying it I'm enjoying this journey because you were an architect turned entrepreneur what's that transition been like for you you know I had a pretty cool
1: career in architecture I did it for 15 years but I was not loving my life the way that I love my life now and you know, even if I wanted to go out and be an architect on my own, I still think the hours involved in architecture, and unless you're super famous, you're never going to make loads of money doing that. But, you know, I just found myself going to work from like 8.30 to 7.30 every day, and just then where's the rest of your life? Like, right now, I'm with my family in Kentucky. I'm working all day long, but I'm my own boss and I've, I've just never been happier and I'm building my own dream. You know, I've created an invention. I feel like I'm living the American dream. Mm, I'll
0: say, I'll say. So it's, how long has it been since you left your corporate job? I left about seven years ago. Seven years. Okay. Well, well, congratulations. Cause that's, that's <laughs> committed. When you, you've hit that over the three year mark, you're committed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know,
1: I say entrepreneurship can be a little bit of a curse. Because now that I'm out of the corporate world, there is no way I can go backwards. So like if for some reason my business got ripped out from under me, I'd have to create a new business because I just, I can't go back into an office. I can't go back
0: and work for somebody else. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? So the people that you hang around, your friends, are they entrepreneurs or are they corporate employees? It's weird, like a lot of my friends have a pretty awkward schedule too, so
1: I've got some professor friends, one of my best friends that I hang out with all the time is a is an actor, um, another one of my friends is a consultant, uh, another one is a journalist, so I do feel like if it's four in the afternoon, I can somehow find these people, so a lot of the people I run with do not have those corporate jobs either, I mean, I have a few that are doing the grind, but yeah, most of them are... Sort of in the freelance sort of world
0: and the reason why I ask that is because who you hang around is the old adage is who you become and so being with exactly. people like that you know they're not gonna make you feel like oh well I've, I've only worked nine to whatever and then I've got the rest of the day off and the weekend off you kind of because everyone's kind of their own boss and so we you all sail on the same ship Yeah. And it's it's awesome. Like a lot of these
1: people that I hang out with, we work out together in the day. We all go to the spin studio together. And then there's sort of a co working space where I work out and we all sort of pop open our laptops between spin classes. So it's like we're doing fitness and work. And it's these people that I hang out with. We drink on the weekends and we work and work out together during the week. Sort of a cool thing that I've got going on with these people.
0: Yeah, but it's not to also undermine the hard work that it's required because I'm sure you do early mornings and very late nights, and they're all consistent. You know, that's that's not just. I mean, do you take time off like other than exercising? Do you take no work time off ever? I mean, like I'm
1: sort of on vacation right now for ten days visiting my family, but. I will have my laptop open first thing in the morning. I'm doing my coffee. I'd do exactly what I'd be doing in New York City. Um, I I go work out. I come open my laptop again. I mean, it's just, it's never ending. You know, when you own your own business, then I love what I do. I feel like I'm working all the time, but it doesn't really even feel like work because uh, I love it. It's like, it
0: brings me such joy. Yeah, it's yours. So tell me this, Laurie, Uh, now that you've actually have been doing this for seven years, What's been the success of Cheat? What are the results that have come from it? I mean, there's so many amazing things
1: that have happened just for me building this business. Like being able to leave a corporate job and spend 40 plus hours building my own dream and not going to build someone else's dream is a gift in itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, being able to live this life that I'm living, working remotely, Uh, fitness has become a major priority in my life I feel like I've never been in better shape in my life Um, but you know I've always been a matchmaker I've always been a connector in life I've always been an organizer and now it's like my life is dedicated to one of the coolest things in the world which is love Mm. helping people make connections and you know I'm it's it's really frustrating, even walking through the streets of New York City. It's almost like you're playing dodgeball with all these people because, I mean, I'm sure it's everywhere. You know, yeah. people are walking down the streets like yeah. this. Yeah, nobody's up paying attention, and I'm I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to get people to look up off their phone and pay attention to what's in the room because, you yeah. know, these people are like looking down on other apps, flipping through when the love of their life could be right in front of them. So yeah. it's sort of my. My mission is trying to help people find love in the middle of this
0: madness. It would, and it's totally is the madness of it all. But do people e- email you sometimes and say, hey, thanks to your app, or I found someone? or did, Do you get emails, like those emails that come well, back? It's app is relatively new-ish.
1: It's, okay. You know, the cards were like the thing I had forever. But I had loads of people emailing me, and the coolest thing was, one time, one of my girlfriends called me, and she was like, "I just stopped off the subway and I saw a guy hand a girl one of your cards in New York City on Canal Street. I mean my the hairs on my arms stood straight up, but I mean that was so cool because she witnessed my product being used yeah. in person yeah so and I've, I've seen other people that have like, "Oh, I got one of those cards at a bar one time. I don't know, that's really neat, but Yeah, I don't know of any marriages on my app yet, but um, I'm I'm holding out. I'm holding out for the couple that lets me know, and I will be at their wedding. You can trust me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my own. Oh, because you're single. Yeah, I'm on my own app, and I'll be be really disappointed if I meet someone else on one of those other apps I'm testing (laughs) out, so (laughs) I'm holding out for
0: tea. Well, I just find that your app is just so... Intuitive, like it's 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 just so user friendly. You're out and about, you know what you're looking for, and the app tells you. Rather than like you said, scrolling through pictures, which is same old, same old, and you know, you get contacted by duds or people that you're not interested in. Yeah, and you know the other thing is like I think a, a cool scenario
1: is that like in New York City, people are like biking by each other every morning. They see the same people either jogging on the West Side Highway. You don't know if they're gay, married, single, even want to date, but now with our app, you could cross by that person, you get the ping, I mean, you can even chat later, but at least you've made that connection when you cross each other, and it tells you, oh, that guy I've seen 40 million times on the subway, he's single and looking for a date, and could be the one I'm looking for, so it's like we're we're giving
0: you sort of a a push
1: to make that conversation.
0: So Bluetooth has to be on the phone for it to connect to one another. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So we actually, we're the only app in America that is doing this dating within a 30 foot radius. But we just recently did an update where we've expanded the radius. So you could go anywhere from 30 feet and you could even go 150 miles if you want. But I think the beauty is the in-person 30 foot radius.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's, That's a nice, Radius, yeah, if
1: you want more options,
0: yeah, (laughs) if you want more fish in the sea, that's right, that's right. (laughs) I'm curious to know, Laurie, because I've watched Shark Tank and I know they can be really harsh, their comments can be quite. What was the experience? Go, were you nervous on the show? You know, I
1: don't get really nervous speaking in public anymore because I've done it so much, I've been on TV. There was something about that show that had me so freaked out. Like my heart was beating in my throat when I walked through that hallway. I thought I was going to pass out. Like I I was just, I was stoic. Like I, I had no, I don't know. I just was scared to death. And then you have this sort of like old country Western stare off with them. So they make you sit there in front of them and you're just like staring at each other for what felt like five minutes. But I think it was more like 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go, and I was lucky I got those words out of my mouth. So I think it was like a ninety second pitch. Yeah. And everybody the next day on Twitter was like, a cheeked robot needs to breathe or blink. I'm like, I am lucky I got those words out. I mean, I think I was just like, hi, I'm Lori Cheek. I'm looking for an investment. <laughs> I mean, when I watched it, it's it's hard to watch me. Yeah. On
0: TV, yeah. personally.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I was. I mean, they can just cut that off and you're thrown away. Like if I messed up that pitch, yeah. it will toss your episode out. So I was very lucky that it got to air. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, they send, out, like, they send out twice as many people that they put on the show. So oh. 40
0: people get,
1: get axed and the other 40 get on the air, something like that.
0: That's, so how long does a show take? Because I know I interviewed someone else who's been on a reality TV show and she said it took three days to film one episode. So, I mean, and I, oh,
1: yeah.
0: was your episode, like, were your pitch, like, elongated to, like, two hours or something before... So, the, those pitches usually go anywhere from 30
1: minutes to two and a half hours. Mine, I think, was about 45 minutes, and
0: it gets cut down into eight minutes. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And they only show the highlights, obviously, of what's going to pop. Well, yeah, and
1: I feel like everything I said that was smart, they cut. Oh. <laughs>
0: Because you have no, no editing, right? It's just, you just sign away. Whatever they want. Is I, still, whatever. I still didn't, I didn't care. I did not care. I wanted
1: in front of that audience of 8 million people. They said it was like, I don't know. I didn't care what they cut me into.
0: Oh, that's, 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 that's audacity. That's courage. The fact that, you know, whatever happens happens because I mean, just the way they sometimes treat, I mean, that's just part of TV. It's part of being sensationalist because it captures eyeballs. But I just find that the fact that, you know, that was really interesting to me, the way they sometimes treat people and like you, you've defied that and really toppled over. What is your vision for all of this? What's the ultimate vision, Laurie? I mean, I still feel like
1: what I'm saying, when I created this business eight years ago, we didn't have this problem yet. You know, this really wasn't that much of a thing. There were barely even apps when I started this business. So... I feel like the timing of what I've done is sort of it's, it's beautiful because nobody even talks to each other anymore. I mean, if you say good morning to someone on a New York city subway, mm-hmm. they they'll move away from you and think you're crazy. But meanwhile, everybody's got their headphones in like and blinders on. So I don't know. My mission is just to get people out of this digital whole and help them meet people in the real world I mean these apps where you meet people online I just feel like the thing that's missing most is chemistry which is in love and any sort of friendship or relationship it's the most important thing so I'm just going to keep bulldozing forward with this whole real life chemistry um, connection mission of mine and whatever happens with technology I'm going to I'm going to ride along with it and figure out how to incorporate it into our business.
0: Great great and for someone who's listening Laurie would you and if they're working and they've got an idea for an app would you recommend that they stay in their nine-to-five so-called nine-to-five job and start the app or do you think go all in and do the app? I
1: mean I've kept my job for as long as I've until I really felt 100% that I was ready to take the leap. So I think i I stayed working for about eight months. We got covered in the New York Times. I got a phone call from Oprah Winfrey studio wanting an interview. I never got on the show. But you know, at that point, I was like, I know there's something here. And I was like, I've got one shot. I had lots of ideas in the past, but none of them I felt this strongly about. So I took the leap. And I thought, you know, if I if I quit right now, I can always go back, which
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can
1: yeah. but that's what I was thinking then. Like if I just take a little break from architecture and design and this doesn't work, I'll go back, but yeah. it did work. And here I am eight years later with what I consider a thriving business and even a new one. Good on you. So you would recommend to stay in the nine to five and do that on the side? Until, of- until you're completely convinced. And, and yeah, I... I think I did the right thing by holding on to my job for a while, but I did, I was doing both at the same time. So I almost felt like I was cheating on my employer in a way because I wasn't a hundred percent into my day job. Yeah, So I was sort of doing both at the same time, but as an entrepreneur, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly right. And if you were going to recommend any, words of advice for anyone starting an app. If there was any advice, if I was gonna to go tomorrow and have, if I've got an idea and I wanted to go and start an app, other than money that I need to make sure it's gonna take me three times longer, three times more the investment than what I think, is there anything else I need to be aware of? I mean, I think even, let's say you go get your app built.
1: Mm. like Then what do you do? I mean, I think a bigger problem than getting your app built is figuring out how to tell the world about it. Because mm. lots of people have apps in that store And nobody knows about them. So I think that's almost a more difficult challenge than actually getting the app built. So um, I don't know. For me, I think a really important thing is to get the right team on board. And even if you could get an in-house developer, that would be a magic way to start an app. Um, But then you've got to think about the marketing, too. And I think doing a lot of creative marketing um, or just schooling yourself on how to pitch journalists or do creative gorilla things which I used to do on a shoestring budget um yeah I think you've got to put a lot of thought into building an app which is like getting the right developers so doing your due diligence on signing out the right developers if you're going to have a team make sure you've got the right people on board and find people that are um sort of missing what you what you have like you can't be everything so like I was missing that technical aspect and when I finally got my my new partner on board he was like all the missing stuff that I didn't have Mm. so that was sort of a lesson learned and um I just say uh if you really believe in it give up doubt give up excuses and bulldoze forward and don't look back because it will be the ride of your lifetime
0: Ooh, I love that I love that and I want to end on that and say thank you so much Lori for taking us through the journey of actually what cheeked is and now what I'm very excited about personally is networked because I think they're both amazing apps that have incredible potential and that I'm definitely going to be doing the network that's for sure but just the the fact that of you your courage of your vision for what you wanted to be despite all the naysay so thank you so much for sharing that with us Thank you, and if you want to find networks, it's
1: Network.io. You can get both links to Android and iPhone on networks.io
0: well, And Cheek, where where do we find Cheek? Cheek.com. Cheek.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Laurie, and thank you everyone for unboxing what tuning in to unbox your gift. I got tongue tied there, and we'll catch you on the very next episode. See you soon.